Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lincoln Journal Star's Life in the Red podcast. As always, Luke Mullen and Amy Just for another weekly update in Nebraska athletics coming to you on a warm 60, mid-60s degree Tuesday. 62 yeah. degrees as You're of right now, according to my watch. I'll Absolutely. take it. Yeah. So, of course, last week we got through quite a few uh, sport updates. Uh, this week, I think major focus, of course, be NCAA tournament talk. It's getting to that point of the year uh, for the men and women's basketball teams. Nebraska baseball team started season softball as well. It's second uh, weekend invitational. So we'll get to those at the end. But starting off with the basketball team, women's basketball. Um, last week, you know, we recorded right before they were going to play Ohio State. And, you know, obviously we were acknowledging it was going to be a difficult game while it was, uh, it was, you know, other than the the Rutgers loss, this was their worst performance of the year. So, yeah, it's, it's one thing to lose to Ohio State. It's another thing to show up, like not even show up. Like that was ugly. It was absolutely ugly and a poor excuse for basketball. Yep. So 80, 80 to 47, that was the final score. And somehow the final score makes it look closer than it was. Yeah, certainly the uh, the action on the court was very difficult at times because you look at Nebraska, I mean, shot 36% from the field, which is maybe a little low, but it's not abysmal, but 30, 30 turnovers. Like Ohio State makes it difficult, but you still got to be able to pass the ball. Yeah. Um, that's brutal. I can't recall a poorer performance in that regard for Nebraska women's basketball since I've been here and well before that. Yeah. It's terrible. It was certainly, uh, quite the contrast after how well they played down the stretch there against Iowa to come back with this performance obviously was, it was a difficult one, but, um, they quickly kind of put it behind them, which was the right thing to do with a loss, um, of that nature. They followed up another road game against Purdue. Second win over the Boilermaker and over the Boilermakers in a, a three-week period, uh, pretty tight there in the schedule. It was 77-65, and Alexis Markowski deserves a lot of praise. 21 points, 20 rebounds. We also got to talk about Logan Nisley here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brent or Brent Wagner, the great story on her. Yep. Um, following this one, I mean, she got her first start of the season, she, or her career, I guess, um, 18 points, uh, just was you know, electric from behind the arc. And just, you know, she's, you know, become a, a huge staple for this team. I think she's, you know, what, played 20 plus minutes in the last several games for Nebraska. Um, and she's really kind of coming into her own. And it was the vision that this coaching staff has had for her the whole time. But for her to start clicking now um, in the way that she has is uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too. Obviously, the the minutes on the rise because she had some 
really good, you know, scoring performances earlier there and then on conference. But, you know, it's difficult to be that consistent. And then you got Darian White a little bit dinged up. Um, and certainly, you know, taking that spot in the starting lineup. And really, you know, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about, you know, when when this team is struggling, you know, outside of Markowski, Jazz Shelley, like it's tough to find that scoring. And suddenly you have Nisley, you know, potentially being that, you know, 10-point-a-game score. It's been really a, a huge, huge outlet there for the team. Yeah, they need somebody to step up there as we get into crunch time. And I'm happy it's her. Yeah, most certainly. So only three regular season games left uh, now for the Huskers, two of them this week. And that starts again today as we record this. Uh, Nebraska playing Northwestern at 8 p.m. And then senior day against Minnesota that is 4 p.m. on Saturday. So both those games kind of a, a take care of business. Um, certainly the the close to this regular season for that Nebraska team, that's going to be the case because right now they're looking good uh, with this NCAA tournament uh, projections. Number eight, number 10 seed, depending on where you look at several uh, at the number eight seed recently. So eight, nine matchup, kind of what they're looking at right now. Yeah, We'll a lot can see. change, yeah. A lot can change. <laughs> yeah. But you're counting yeah, you're they, counting on them taking care of business again with these. I, yeah. yeah. I am. And I just I think they've done what they've needed to do. They have a signature win. Mm-hmm. They have some road wins. Um that can't be said for another team in town. Um, I think that'll change for them, but uh, we'll talk about that more later. But yeah, no, I think that they've done what they've needed to do. Um, but closing out strong and then having a good showing at the Big Ten tournament will definitely solidify um, that for them. Yeah, absolutely. So seeding, uh, kind of the major topic there of, of discussion for the women's basketball team down the stretch. For the men's basketball team, right now it's still kind of, will they make it? Will they not make it? And as you said, that discussion is crucially important around, can they even win a, a road game in the conference? That's that's what we'll be following this week. Yeah, they've got a couple chances. They have three chances left for that. And that starts as we record this tomorrow um, against Indiana. Um, but before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's, let's backtrack a little bit yep. um, with their that morning brunch game against Penn State. Um, it was their first game uh of the week and since they had that bye and with them, you know, not having played in several days and then being at 11 a.m., it was a rough one to start um, for both them and Penn, Penn State. Um, sloppy, sluggish. Yeah, and not good, not good basketball. No, yeah. no, that's is a true sickos game, <laughs> um, yep. especially early. Neither team looked good. Shots weren't falling. Um Sloppy mistakes by both teams, lots of turnovers, just not very pretty. Yeah, certainly I think when you look at the season in totality, that's going to be a game that's pretty easy to forget, Um, you know, just in terms of some of the highs and lows of the season. You know, this one will will kind of fade away, but Juwan Gary Rinkmass thought did really well there, um, you know, battling there on the glass. And Casey Tominaga scored 17 points, and you wrote a little bit about Jamarcus Lawrence there coming off the bench, providing a lot of energy. He's uh, he's really kind of found himself in that role here. Yeah, so they have tinkered with their starting lineup a little bit, and they moved Jamarcus um, back to the bench um, just to see, you know, number one, they can start off a little bit bigger because um, they have both, or uh, they've got Juwan, Josiah, and Rank all starting. That's a huge starting lineup, like just from a physical standpoint. Um, 
to get Jawan back into the starting lineup after he had been injured for a while, um, put Jamarcus on the bench, and whatever it is, it's worked. Like, he just sees the game different. He looks more aggressive. He looks more poised. It looks like he's seeing the floor a lot better than he was when he was starting. And it's working. Yeah, I agree. It's like he he goes to the scorer's table and you get the feeling, hey, there's going to be an impact in this game when he comes on the floor. I mean, one of many players on this team who just brings great injury energy, excuse me, um, you know, in all aspects of the game. And certainly what he's been able to provide with some scoring too, that's been a, a big benefit. So getting that, getting those guards going, uh, that will be very important as we kind of look at the big picture of this Nebraska men's basketball team, currently 18 and eight overall, eight and seven in the conference, sixth in the Big Ten standings. Um, looking at the bracketology, as I said, right there on will they be in, will they be out? ESPN has them as a number 10 seed, one of the last eight teams in the tournament. CBS, uh, as of today, at Nebraska as a number 11 seed, one of the last four in. So it's going to be it's going to be a tight, tense end of the season for this team. If they can win a road game, I think they'll be in. Yeah. So five yeah. regular season games left, three of them road games. Two oh, of them against yep. very bad Bad, yeah. bad so my, teams. My question is, what's the best? What do you give the best chance? So Wednesday at 730, Nebraska at Indiana. Hoosiers have lost six of their last eight. Close wins over Iowa and Ohio State. And then Ohio State and, and Michigan are the other two road games to close the year. I think their best chance is Michigan. And I say that because Ohio State, they have nothing to lose their coach has already been fired, and you, you don't know with teams like that, like, what's going to happen? Do they find a, a new sense of purpose? Um, do they play just a lot more free? Because who cares? Like, nothing is going to be the same. A lot of them are probably going to transfer. Like, so they're going to, are they just going to play, you know, with, that mentality of nothing to lose, like Nebraska did at Iowa in football, um, not this past season, but the season before, like yep. that can totally happen. Um, and Michigan, they'll be kind of like that too, because I think um, their head coach is not long um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for uh, his tenure there. I think it's coming to a close as well. But I, yeah, I think that they'll get one of those, if not both. Um, but knowing how Nebraska has shown up on the road this season, they could also lose all of them. Yeah. So they have a really good chance of winning all of them. They have a really good chance of losing them all. Like nothing would surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> I think on paper, you would think that Michigan game looks very winnable. They're having a really bad year. Nebraska showed out against them at home. But again, you know, things can be unpredictable. And obviously this Indiana game coming up, as I said, I mean, they're they're not doing very well, their recent matchups, but a team with a lot of talent. They've got, you know, some really good uh, front court players as well that Nebraska is going to have to deal with. So I think that I think this Indiana matchup, this is going to be a tough, tough one. You know, one that you would think, hey, you know, Nebraska's got this momentum, but at the same time, these road woes, you know, they just, that's just been the block against this team. And they got to get through at some point as, uh, as it relates to certainly making the tournament. Yeah. And yeah, Indiana is down. They're not very great this year, but that place is a really hard place to play because even though it is the year of our Lord, 2024, their fans still think it's 1985. So they will show up. They will be loud. It will be very hard 
um, for Nebraska to, you know, talk on the floor. Um, it's going to be um, a crazy environment. I was there last year, um, and Indiana was better last year, but it's a hard place to play, and uh, that won't change. Oh, yeah, they, they still practice the religion of, of Indiana, Indiana basketball up there, still yeah. still going strong. So the other uh, the other matchup for Nebraska this week, uh, probably a tough, tough home game here on the radar. 5.30 p.m. Sunday, Minnesota uh, play Nebraska. That was a really difficult road matchup. This was several months ago, though, so a long time ago. Um, especially as you consider, you know, the, the road matchups, they've been so strong at PBA too. Uh, that's, that's going to be a test as well. Yeah. 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 Minnesota is definitely a different team than, um, than it was in December when these two teams last played, but you can say that about Nebraska too. Yeah, for sure. So it's going to be uh, an important week for Nebraska again, playing Indiana and Minnesota, all eyes on their road struggles here. Uh, to close the season. So five five regular season games left for them again, playing Indiana on Wednesday. So, so we'll see. But yeah, they have to win one of these road games. Have to. Um, our old friend, uh, Wilson Moore, did some digging to see if any team that has made the NCAA tournament since the field expanded to 68 has made the field without winning a conference road game. And the answer is no. I'm not surprised because, I mean, either. even even statistically for a team to be like in this discussion, like that has to be extremely rare. Like you should fluke into a road win. Like, honestly, it's 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 kind of baffling that we've gotten to this point. And certainly the uh, they've been close. They've been close sometimes, but other times they've not been close. So it's not always it's not always been like, hey, they're they're right on the verge of things. It's sometimes it's been a little far away. Yeah, I, I think one of their best games of the season um, was actually in a loss on the road, that Illinois game. Um, mm, they yeah. looked great um, at stretches in that. Um, sucks it. Uh, they got robbed of that one, though. Yeah, no kidding. This uh, this discussion could have been done we uh, several could have weeks ended ago. This yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> with, uh, with some different officiating decisions, but... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, <laughs> just, as, uh, just as Fred Hoiberg will we'll comment no further on that. And on to baseball and softball action. Baseball team starting off its season uh, this last week, and I think we're really making a good impression on a kind of a national stage, a lot of national college baseball media, um, a very big tournament there down in Texas. Went one and two over the three-game stretch, but probably felt that the weekend could have still gone even better, uh, which was pretty crazy considering they were really going up against some strong opposition. So first game, it really started off well. 4-1 win over Baylor. Um, and the pitching was kind of the story of this one for both teams, especially for Nebraska. Five and a third innings, seven strikeouts out of starter Brett Sears, which was a, a great, great showing from him. The bullpen was great as well. A couple scoring release, scoreless uh, relief outings there. Freshman Tucker Timmerman there too. Beatrice native. Uh, saw, him, saw him play high school baseball for a couple of years. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be good. Didn't know that he'd come in, you know, season opener, throw a scoreless inning, huge inning in that one. Dylan Carey, go-ahead RBI double. 
a really a, a great, great season opening win there for the baseball team. Yeah, what did I say? I was worried about the depth. Um, so far, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in that regard. Yeah. So, I mean, it was um, usually you see, I think a lot of the times, these March, February games that it really takes time for the bats to get going. So that first game, you know, was, was kind of the case of that. I think we saw that those next two games as well. Uh, Nebraska had a chance for a statement win there. Number 21, Texas Tech. It was really tense, three to three the, the whole way uh, for the most part, I think four of the five innings there down the stretch. And Red Raiders got a couple of big hits there, uh, three run frame in the ninth. And then really similar story against Oklahoma. Frustrating to go through it, except even worse because they led six to three after the end of six innings, lost seven to six on the eventual walk-off single. So going to be tough. You know, they're going to go back and look at the bullpen say, hey, you know, we could have prevented these moments. But at the same time, I mean, these are teams, all three of these teams, you know, potentially in the mix for NCAA tournament uh, burst there at the end of the season. And Nebraska really was competitive for the entirety of these 27 innings. Yeah. And like you said, it's February, right? There's a lot of baseball left to be played, a lot of lessons to learn, um, especially with, you know, just figuring out what the bullpen looks like, you know, because obviously what happens in the first weekend is not necessarily how you're going to end the season, um, hopefully with a Big Ten tournament appearance, right? So um, definitely a lot of uh, juggling in that regard just to see um, how that depth looks, how you can develop it. Um, But yeah, I'm, for all intents and purposes, an okay, decent opening weekend. I think ultimately going in, if you're like, hey, go one and two. I think that that would have been a good weekend regardless. Obviously, the way that it ended, so difficult uh, to go down with. And, uh, you know, I think that they were probably planning on kind of more of a bullpen day uh, there at the end anyway. So got the chance to look at a lot of arms. That was always good. Um, and I think the the bats, certainly those last two games, a lot more runs, a lot more hits, consistency. But point of concern, one of the top hitters uh, from this weekend, Josh Overbrook, uh, he was four for five against Texas Tech, one of the top hitters, uh, but broke a finger on his throwing hand over the weekend. Uh, Going to be out a couple weeks. One of the one of the top hitters for this series already an injury concern for the baseball team. Well, tis the season apparently with the spring sports, as we will get into a little bit later with softball. Yep, more injuries, more injuries elsewhere. So. For next up for the Nebraska baseball, four games against Grand Canyon on the road this weekend. Uh, that we'll see how the Nebraska team deals with that. But onto the softball team, as we've mentioned, wow, the injuries are piling up for this team. We talked in length about Jordy Ball, of course, a couple are uh, in our last episode. But since then, just to recap the totality of this injury situation, uh, Talia Tokheim, Dakota Carter. Abby Newland and Abby Squire, four key members of this team, all have not played this season due to injury. Um, we kind of knew about Squire and Newland, Newland, excuse me, coming into the year. Dakota Carter and Talia Togenheim, like these are going to be key outfielders for the team. They've been out. Jordy Ball, of course, season opener, injures her ACL out for the season. And then just this last weekend, there's more. Yeah, it's not done there. Uh, Billy Andrews, star, All-American shortstop. Uh, suffers a concussion in practice, misses four games, which, by the way, ended a 163-game consecutive starting streak, which is incredible. Wow. Good for, good for be... her to get that streak, but wow, that's tough. And it, for, for it to end like that, yeah. like, it just, 
obviously completely different sports, um, but it reminds me of when uh, Cam Jordan, um, he had played, he had started in every game for the Saints, and then he got, he tested positive for COVID and wasn't sick, and that's how his streak ended. It's just like, Yeah, something totally random. Not like that. Like, not like that. Like, something completely just freak and it sucks. Hopefully yeah. she will be back yep. sooner rather than later. But and she did. She did return. Missed four out of the five games. Yeah. Um, was able to to finally yeah. feature there. And then at over the weekend in New Mexico, second baseman Caitlin Caneda, another one of these key starters for the team, uh, injured her hand um, on a on a slap slap and run there attempt. Uh, was held out of the lineup for the final two days. Did pinch run. Um, so I think we we have reason to believe that it should not be super serious. She should be back in the lineup soon. But wow, just looking at all those, you'd think, man, this team's got to be downtrodden. But they lost lost the opening game in New Mexico, won the next four, four in one weekend. Really good, resilient showing from the softball team. It's like Nebraska football's offense. It's just like it keeps going and it keeps going. It keeps going. But um, the uh, my Super Bowl... Um, their massive win over Montana um, yep. was incredibly <laughs> impressive. Um, what was the final on that? Like fifteen, 15 to four. four? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, they were hitting lights out in that one. That gives you some confidence. Yep. Which was which was really big because the losses early in the year were because they weren't hitting and three nothing loss in New Mexico State nearly got no hit. That was also the case uh, in a loss to Duke earlier uh, earlier this season, and then. They beat Mexico State, which is a pretty good opponent. Um, you know, one of those top teams there in the Southwest. Brooke Andrews hit a homer, and then really things unraveled, uh, and everything started coming out for, in terms of this batting order. Everybody is hitting. Some players had amazing weekends um, following up with that win over Montana, two wins over Sacramento State, and a couple players to highlight uh, who had great weekends. Sidney Gray, 5 for 16, but hit three home runs. And each of them were three-run bombs, uh, so incredible. Insane. And two, in, two in that same game alone there um, against Sacramento State to close things out. So she was named co-Big Ten Player of the Week. Really good from her. And, of course, it wasn't just her. Peyton Cody hit a homer. She's kind of easing into the lineup um, as they work with her. Elena Felix, one of those replacements there potentially in the outfield. Again, Dokenheim, Carter, Squire, if they were healthy, they might be starting. But instead, it's Elena Felix and... She went 7 for 11 over the weekend. Four-game hitting streak. Bella Bacon transfer at first base. She was 8 for 15 on those last four games. So really good for the the entire Nebraska lineup to get in there. Yeah, and this, the last three outings for them will be a lot. It'll help, I think, with their confidence, especially as they go into the Mary Nutter this week. Um, that is like the champion's classic of softball. Yes, this is the marquee weekend, hardest uh Weekend Invitational, they circle it every year. Uh, and it's it's a great event, frankly, you know, that Nebraska keeps getting invited back to. Ronda Ravel, obviously a, a huge part of Nebraska's success, staying power at these national events. And they're going to play a lot of really good teams. Um, on the radar is, of course, UCLA, um, San Diego State, several others. And future conference yep. opponent, Oregon, yes. also in the mix. Yep. And I think the, the big... The big thing is, okay, the bats are hitting now. What's the pitching going to do? Because Jordy's out and Kayla Ken- Kaylin Kinney, Sarah Harness, uh, they, were, they were both, you know, they were starters in the mix, but they can't do it alone. 
Emerson Cope made a start. Kaylin Alinsky threw a couple innings. They're going to be needed at this event. Kaylin Kinney, by the way, had a, an amazing weekend, mm-hmm. earned a couple wins, uh, pitched in, I, mean, I think, four out of the five games. So she's she's doing very well right now. But again, these are some top, top softball teams that will test test these pitchers severely. Yeah, I think that, again, like how they performed in the back half of this last weekend should hopefully give them some confidence in that one in, in this upcoming week. But yeah. whew, with all those injuries to who the injuries are to, it's, it could, might be rough. Yeah, the bench the bench was thin, certainly, uh, this last weekend. So they're hoping uh, to have some of those players back again. We'll have uh, more updates as we get them, uh, journalstar.com, as always, for that. So uh, for the softball team, again, playing San Diego State, UCLA, Oregon, Utah, and Cal State Fullerton. That is the whole five-game slate. So not going to not gonna make any predictions now about what the, what the record's going to be, but I will say win a game, you're doing all right. Win two, and you're going to come back, I think, pretty happy. So it's going to be tough if we'll see what shakes out with that, but certainly it's going to give them a good barometer of, hey, they want they still want to be on this national stage. They want to be the NCAA tournament team, and this is going to give them a good, uh, you know, a good measurement of where they're at against some of these powerhouses. So, yep, as always, sure. yeah. So I think that is our uh, softball and baseball updates. Again, both those teams starting up their seasons. A lot more excitement to come. They'll be home in Lincoln in a couple weeks' time again when that calendar turns over to March. So that will do it uh, for this week's Life in the Red. As always, appreciate all of your support, all of our regular listeners and viewers. We'll see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.